1: getting together for our weekly podcast and all of our past episodes every single one of them found at growing in grace.org so you can download them all there you can also go to youtube.com slash grace we've been for a couple of years now putting them up there as videos not that you can see cap and i talking together but It's just a different way to get the podcast out there, and every once in a while we get uh, some comments on the YouTube page, so that's kind of cool. And also, I tweet at Grace Roots if you want to uh, connect with us there.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, we were going to put our videos on YouTube where you could see us recording, and then God showed up with a burning bush and said, no way. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Don't ruin your podcast (laughs) by showing yourselves.
1: Thou shalt not show thyselves. Show thyselves approved. <laughs> yeah. And we are approved. Study.
0: Approved in Christ. But the goodness of God. Uh, let's talk about that, Joel. The love demonstrated to us through the sacrifice of Christ. I know you've got a verse there in Romans that speaks volumes toward this.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I've had questions myself throughout my life of God, you know, wanting to know his love and wanting to know how much he loved me. And there was one time years ago, and this is totally off the cuff here, but let's do on this podcast, things coming off the cuff, but back, uh, this would have been 20 years ago. One morning I got up, it was before six o'clock and I, back at that time in my life, I never got up early. But anyway, I woke up, I got in my car and I drove out to this, it's, it's this place where a lot of cars will park and then people will pick them up and they'll go to work together. But anyways, out on a highway and I just sat there and I prayed. I just talked to God and I asked him how much he loves me. It was like I kept looking in the clouds. I kept looking for him to show me something in the clouds or for him to show me something somewhere. I didn't know what was going to happen. I had no clue. I didn't have anything planned. And long story short, after an hour and a half of waiting, the sun began to rise. This was an October an October morning in nineteen ninety three. And across the street I could see the sun. I was looking in the direction where the sun was rising. I, I could see the sunrise. There was a signpost, a street signpost across the road. The sun was hiding behind the clouds. All of a sudden the clouds moved away. And the sun appeared as this bright ball right behind the street sign. The street sign looked, all of a sudden, it looked like a cross. And it was glowing because of the sun behind it. And I'm not making this up, this is, and I'm not trying to be cheesy here, but this is really what happened. And God showed me right there that it was through the cross that he demonstrated his love. He showed me right there that he loved me. And I was just, I was filled with emotion. I think I was probably bawling, and, and I wrote all this down. And anyway, it reminded me of this this verse in Romans 5.8, uh, but God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies... We were reconciled to God through the death of his Son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. But the part, of course, that I wanted to focus on there was that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, and that was God demonstrating, showing us his love. And so if you ever question God's love— Think about what he did for us on the cross while we were still sinners, while we were enemies. He did what he did. He sent Christ to die for us so that we could be reconciled to him. That's how God demonstrated his love for us.
0: Yeah, and in Christ we have been reconciled to him. We've been forgiven. We've been made partakers of the divine nature. I remember, Joel, as a younger Christian, before I came into the uh, the walk of grace— How do I say this? I knew God loved me. At least I knew it up here in my head. But I guess I didn't really understand what love was until I came into a revelation of grace. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, just hang in there. We run into people all the time. They may be normal, average, everyday people. They may be people in the ministry. But we run into people all the time over the years where all of a sudden they've been a Christian for a long time, perhaps, believing in in Jesus for, for years. And then all of a sudden, it hits them. The gospel becomes a revelation to them in a new and exciting way, like it did for you and me. Uh, but I used to, you know, be a part of that camp once upon a time, uh, before grace, so to speak. Before grace, I, I would hear this stuff about God's love, and I would say, Yeah, okay, we get it. You know, God loves us. I understand. Now let's move on to bigger and better things. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted to graduate into how to cast out demons. You know, gifts of the spirit. Uh, Whether it was speaking in tongues or, you know, all these kinds of different things, the power of God, uh, learning Greek words, uh, whatever it was, (laughs) whatever it was that could move me forward, you know, because I didn't really understand love with a capital L. I didn't know what it all meant for me. And when I came into grace and understood that love was, and this is what I didn't get, it was truly unconditional that I couldn't make God love me more, I couldn't make him love me less that he had forgiven me past, present, and future. I had never heard that before in 20 years of Christianity. Nobody told me that my future sins had also been dealt with and that I no longer had to confess every time I did something wrong. Nobody ever told me that stuff. I was suffering, and I didn't even know it in spite of the new life that I had in Christ. And so once I came into this revelation of God's love, it humbled me, Joel. I mean, it just... It made me want to love him back.
1: It really does, and and so much of the church today is focused on performance. It's focused on what we're supposed to do for God, and all these performance-based scriptures that will be read and taught on, and some of those can be some good things to talk about, some of those things that Paul wrote about admonitions for the Church and all that, but in so many cases, it's all absent of, like you say, you know, we'll talk about the love of God, and that's a good subject to talk about, kind of like when we t- we talk about grace. It's just a subject to bring up now and then, and and then we'll move on to something else. But no, uh, I mean, the love of God and the grace of God, it's central, it's foundational to our life in Christ, and it's not just a subject Uh, to bring up from time to time, but it's really the basis of, of our life, and we need to be grounded and rooted in God's love for us, because, like I was getting at, the church will often focus on performance, what I need to do for God, my sacrifices that I need to make for God, my things that I need to do to serve God and to serve people, and all of that is done absent of the foundation of His love For us and his grace for us all of which was demonstrated through Jesus Christ you know when Jesus Christ came he showed us the Father everything that we see in Jesus Christ is we we see the Father in action in the form of a human being so when we see Jesus loving people we know what love is when we see him being kind when we see him healing when we see him offering grace and when people don't deserve it that's God's love in action, and ultimately, Jesus Christ, who was eternally God, left that behind temporarily, became a man, went upon the cross, and, and died for our sins, and that is love in action. No, no greater love has a man than this, that he lay his life down for his friends, and that's what Jesus Christ did for us, demonstrating God's love.
0: That's for sure. Uh, 1 John chapter 4, love has been perfected among us. In this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And Joel, there's a whole bunch of people out there who still walk in fear of what God thinks of them or where they stand with God. And we want you to know that perfect love has extended its hand toward you and has done so much for us already. That there, there I mean, there's nothing you can add to that. <laughs> there's nothing you can add to it except just to simply receive it. And, and the Bible even tells us, you know, because from a legalistic perspective, you, you might hear somebody kind of throw their fist down on the table and start talking about the commandments. We're commanded to love God. To me that's I've said it before, Joel, but to me it's, it's it doesn't mesh. Mm-hmm. To be commanded to love somebody that, that would be like, you know, setting up a marriage for two people that didn't really love each other, they didn't fall in love, it was a prearranged marriage, and they were just being told that this is who you're gonna marry. In some cultures, maybe this is a normal thing. I don't know. I'm not really an expert on that. But <laughs> can you imagine being forced to marry somebody and then being commanded to love them, do you really think that's going to turn into real love, you know, perfect love that casts out fear? I, I don't know about that, but I, I do know this, that there are a lot of people out there struggling with what God thinks of them, and, and there's, there's no reason for you to have to worry or wonder about that anymore because, um, look, love keeps no record of wrong, you know, and this, this is the kind of love that has spilled out through the blood of Jesus Christ and through his sacrifice, the kind of love that says, I, I accept you for who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm going to pour myself into you now. And we've been recreated in him. We're part of his family. We've, we've received an inheritance, and we've become like him. Apart from our behavior, talking from a spiritual perspective here, we've become like him.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, can you imagine that conversation between a husband and a wife? Well, honey, I, I love you. Well, why do you love me? Well, uh, because I'm commanded to. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> how, yeah. does that, how does that make the spouse <laughs> feel? We love
0: him because he first loved us, right? Right,
1: exactly, and, and it's a response. And that's what love really is. It's, uh, when Jesus Christ quoted those two commandments, those are the, really the, most, the two most legalistic teachings now in the Church because Jesus was quoting from the law. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Those are very tough things to fulfill, And so what it came down to, really, the new commandment that Jesus gave was love each other as I have loved you. That's different than that legal, lawful commandment. It's just saying, hey, you know, take in, soak in my love for you and respond to that uh, through your love for other people. Really, that's that's what our love for other people is. But we need to first know God's love for us. And we need to know that the things that he did, he demonstrated his love for us. And uh, we need to get ourselves rooted and grounded in that before we can ever think about trying to have this thing called love perfected in us, because it has been perfected in us, as you say, Cap. You know, even if you were able to keep those top two commandments,
0: love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and your neighbor as yourself, it still would not make you righteous, which is what was necessary. And that righteousness that we received, God's righteousness, it has come Through the person of Jesus
1: Christ. That's right, Cap. It's come through the person of Jesus Christ as part of the uh, demonstration of God's unconditional love for us. And another way that God has demonstrated his love for us is through healing. We're going to talk about Jesus the healer next week on Growing Grace. Now, I know that there's often a lot of confusion and misunderstandings about healing, and it's not that we have all the answers, but we are going to try to work through some of these issues when we talk about Jesus the healer next week on growing in grace at growing
0: This has been growing in grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more growing in grace.